Galatians chapter 2. Compared to the first night, um, your faces got much brighter. And because it's the third night, uh, I begin uh, realizing, oh, these are the believers. In verse 16, uh, man being justified, we've been, uh, we were watching, watching that verse. So, so being justified, it means that this is the one of the events that we we have gone through when we first met the Lord. So, when you are a child of God, you need to know exactly what is happening within you, and this this event will lead you to glorification. When the Word of God is in you. This, this word must keep activated in you. And through that word, you are keeping renewed and keeping cleansed. So, so when you are fulfilling this holiness in you, it means that all the all the um, lifestyle of the kingdom of God is being being manifested in you. In Ephesians one three. When, when Spirit of God comes in me, it means that everything of the Kingdom of God is already in me too. And the core of all of them is, is the message, the truth. And the message is keep cleansing me and keep making me holy. When you have accepted the holiness and you are keeping drawn near to, to, to the holiness itself. Just as I said in this morning, uh, when you blow in this air pressure, which is ten, uh, a thousand times stronger than, than normal blowing of a human being, you will, you will just explore, right? Even the angels. So look. So look how powerful it is uh, in the perspective of the enemies that through you this holiness is being revealed and being manifested. So to those people whose holiness is being being uh, revealed, enemies cannot touch them. So when you just blow, like then enemies will just be exploded. That's how strong this holiness is being manifested toward you uh, through you. And forgetting who you are, then that's uh, such a pitiful thing. And these amazing things are happening in you. So, so when this holiness is being being practical in you, becoming very practical. The lifestyle and the things of the kingdom of God is being built within you. It means that it means that you will begin to live in the in the in the lifestyle of the kingdom of God in in this earthly kingdom too. It's not a matter of effort. It's not a matter of training. And, and of course, and of course, uh, the training that we are talking about is matter of, of unraveling things that we need to unfold and unbind in, in this earth in order to live through the kingdom of God. And it is only being done when, when the word of God is being circulated within us. So, so 
eating, eating the Word of God is 99% of the things that we need to do on this earth during our religious life. percent of our religious life is to eat the word by faith then that word will create every other thing so by serving all these 33 years of life that I serve the Lord during during those life there was not a single thing that I experienced lack because I didn't know of a method because I didn't know of anything because I didn't learn how to how to preach no I was, I, was, um, I was able to uh, preach right away I began believing in the Lord but, but there was nothing that I was unable to do because I lacked the methods why? because I had kingdom of God within me when you believe you will be able to know So when you eat the word by faith, that word will, will make everything. Especially all the things that you need to have in order to live a spiritual being as a spiritual being in the kingdom of God. So, so first you became a king and as a royal being, you are going toward the Lord as a royal being in order to have that, uh, the, in order to complete the qualification. And in, Korean di uh, in Korea, there was a Korean dynasty. And when you look at all the lifestyle of the kings, ever since they were a prince, um, and all the trainings that they received were very tough and harsh. So it is not an easy to first to become a prince. You need to go through such a uh, difficult uh, process and then you will be able to become a king. So just like that, we are kings, we are tetrarchs, so we are regional kings. And we are going through a process in order to become uh, the, the rightful king. And when you, when you pass that process, 99% of your religious life will not be problematic. Why? Because, because that word is his wisdom itself, his authority itself, his power itself. So when you receive that word by faith, then, then nothing is your problem. And, and for 33 years, I kneeled down before the Lord and all those life, in those life, that's all, all I have done is to eat the word, bow down, repent, and to worship Him. I have never went to a seminar to listen to something. I have never learned anything by others. So all 33 years, that's what God made me to do. That's how God made me begin to uh, open up this ministry. That's how I met these pastors here. Thankful thing, right? And when I think of the first days, early days of Zoe ministry, <laughs> it was a, I cannot describe it, it's very ind indescribable moments. And now I got older, right? But back then I was 42 years old. 
and I remember all those famous um, uh, people who were uh, doing those spiritualities in Korean Peninsula. They all came, right? The super spiritual gurus. And because it was the early stage, God manifested lots of things through me. And even those those old spiritual gurus who were like 70 years old, they came before me, kneeling down and begging me to teach them. That's how I began Zoe Ministry. But but it's not because I learned something. All I have done is to eat the word and kneel down before the Lord, bow down before the Lord. That's all I have done. So the most important thing for you to do today, tonight, is to eat the word by faith. This is something that you should meditate every day. You need to meditate how tremendous it is to have the Word of God within you. So when you wake up in the morning, and when you have a problem in your blood circulation, you will have a paralysis or you will have an issue. And after a certain period of time, you need to get that blood circulation in the right way, get back to the uh, right, right um, status. But, but if you have a wrong, uh, bad blood circulation, and if you force yourself to run or something, then, then you will uh, face into a serious health issues or something. So having a good blood circulation in a day is a very important thing. Same, it's the same. We need to have the Word of God to circulate within us in a right way in our day. Uh, in every person, you have probably different um, method and lifestyles that you you have uh, in order to live with the Holy Spirit. Uh, in my case, I begin um, meditating upon these beatitudes and, and the Lord's Lord's prayer, and through that prayers, I reconfirm all those promises that God gives me. And this anointing is being renewed. And one of the things that I I begin to do in in the beginning of my day is to look at the Proverbs. If it's day one of the month, then I look at the chapter one of Proverbs. And I look at, I read Psalms. So it's just reassuring myself that the Word of God is circulating within me. And reassuring that the Word is ruling me. Because that's one of the most important things that God has done when He first gave me the salvation. The second thing is that I, I open myself toward the Holy Spirit. And I have to kill all my fleshly instincts that go against the Holy Spirit every day. So I look back uh, at the yesterday. I ruminate on my on my day before. Uh, I look at all those those things that I used to um, deceive the Holy Spirit. That I went against the Holy Spirit. I I repented. Then then the blood of Jesus Christ is being circulated within me, and God restores the original state. So when, when you don't re uh, restrict those two things, then there will be no problem in your life. 
and, and righteousness is always being maintained in my life. One of the evidence that you are maintaining your righteousness is that you will realize that you are keep repenting. Let's say you are meeting a lady, a woman. You might you might choose the immorality, thinking, "Oh, how oh, she's so hot," or something like that. But then you will be able to repent right away if you are maintaining the righteousness. And you are keep repenting toward all those uh, evils that you have chosen through your fleshly desires. This is the evidence that you are living through your righteousness. Being righteous means that you are maintaining your new self. Being a new self, it means that you are keep meeting the Lord. It means that you are living a life that God provides. And you guys all know this, right? So I don't have to repeat this again. If someone hates me, then I, I get rid of my own thoughts. I turn toward the Lord, and then God will pour the love to me, and then I will be able to uh, uh, pass that love to others. So continuously in your life, in your day, you should be able to meet the Lord. And the people who are meeting the Lord continuously, uh, one of one other evidence is that the presence is continuing, continuously filling that life. So that person cannot live without that presence. If the presence is, is taken away from him, then he cannot stand. The presence is not something that is only allowed during the conference, no, uh, but rather it, it should be around you every day. Whether it is whether you are in the midst of India, whether you are in the midst of China, you should be able to draw that presence every day. You should be able to enter deeply into that presence. So, so whenever these sensitive people come next to me, they they tremble because they sense the same presence, right? I don't have to show you, right? Okay, let's continue. And, and this translator, uh, she feels hot whenever I come near. So she always tries to avoid me. Amen. So anyways, so we have heard uh, being righteous in this morning. And we talked about uh, Romans chapter 3 in the morning. And the core is that the core is that being righteous it means that we have the qualification to meet the Lord, to, to encounter Him. He became the atonement and we received the qualification to meet Him in the Holy of Holies. Now let's say tomorrow I am supposed to meet the Korean president. Well, it's not not that a big a big of a deal, but uh, I'm about to meet the president of Korea. I cannot like go before him uh, without like washing wash, without taking a shower, uh, wearing shorts, wearing a T-shirt that has been worn out. I wouldn't go out like that, right? Right? I'm not I'm not an impolite person like that but when we are about to meet a king you wouldn't let your dirtiness uh, to stay stay in yourself right so you need to keep maintain this righteousness this is your sensitivity the spirit that can react that can react to the Holy Spirit that can react to the righteousness remaining 
this spiritual status must be must be the normal ordinary uh, lifestyle in your life so always you should be able to meet meet God you should be able to sustain the righteousness amen then then your spirit will become more sensitive you will you will be able to sense where God is moving toward which direction God is moving especially even if you don't use don't practice the spiritual discernment even even if you don't struggle to listen to the voice of God you will begin you will be able to sense right away oh this is the right way this is the wrong way that is so called a revelation so if you live by the Holy Spirit, if you live by the revelation, this is a natural lifestyle that you will you will begin to have if you live by the Holy Spirit. So um, gospel, revelation, and righteousness, these are being revealed. The nuclear reactor is keeping activated in you. So let's continue to look at verse 16. Uh, being justified it is not being done through the work of the law. So becoming a being who have never sinned cannot be done, cannot be accomplished by the work of the law, cannot be done according to the works of your own deed. Not not through the 613 laws. So, so these righteousness must be given by someone else. So meeting meeting a king in in the history, you cannot just go before the king. Um, even even a, a, a queen cannot cannot go to the king without a per permission. You need to have a qualification, a permission in order to go before the king. That's a righteousness. But God is a holy God. In order to meet him, you need to be blameless. You need to be without a sin. So, so he confirmed this righteousness to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you live by your own strength, what does that mean? It means that you are misunderstanding and thinking that you, you can meet the Lord through your own righteousness. So with this misunderstanding, trying to live your life with your own strength and your own power, you are key facing the exhaustions and the avoidance in your life. And if you are trying to earn something through your work and through your deeds, it make you uh, uh, become more distant from the Lord. You will be you will be unable to sense Him more and more. And the more you attend the church, these works will lead you to legalism more and more. The law is not necessarily directly related to the legalism, but law has tendency to lead you to, to legalism without meeting the Lord. So if you don't meet the Lord, and if you continue to, to, to accomplish something through your deeds and your work, you will begin to misunderstand that you are pleasing the Lord. 
and you will misunderstand that attending the church itself is something that is pleasing the Lord and giving offering the tithe itself is something that is pleasing the Lord no Lord uh, that, that kind of action that kind of action is only pleasing the Lord when I become some some kind of a being that is pleasing the Lord so the being must determine the action but, but action is not something that decides my being because I'm a child of God that I come to the church to, to worship the Lord so, so that's why God is being pleased through that worship that is being lifted up through children of God it's not, not that you are children of God because you are worshiping this is a big mistake misunderstanding even, even pastors go to hell so the being must determine and decide the action it's not the action that is determining uh, deciding the, the being so practically practically um, you are living through everything that God gives you and, and through through as a proof of your faith you are offering your tithing so first you need to have a confirmed uh, confirmation that you are a child of God and through through your life that you are meeting continuously with the Lord um, God will confirm your being and then God will be pleased through your action so do not try do not try to confirm your identity or your being through your action it's a big mistake then then your life will be more difficult your prayer is the same prayer itself is not something that is pleasing the Lord rather rather God is pleased with our prayer because of our being so so when you have the qualification to go before the Lord and when you go to the place and when you meet him and when you lift him the prayer that he wants us to pray then God will accept all our prayers and he will be pleased so the action of prayer itself is not something that is pleasing to the Lord so you need to be you need to be be careful about this so here the work of the law means like that this is what uh, work of the law means through the work of the law you cannot be completed you cannot be perfected so in a in a easy way to describe this you can never be completed or be perfected through your own action Many years ago, when when I used to go to this beach, I used to build a sand castle. We used to play these these uh, this game to uh, take out some pile of sand out of that, that sand castle, and the one who will make the sand castle fall down will be penalized. You guys remember that, right? you take out the sand pile you take turns and the last one who make that sand, sand castle to fall down will be penalized 
So it's the same. If you live by your own deeds, it means that more and more you are making your life to fall down. So if you live by yourself, it's such a foolish thing. Why? Because God did not create us to live by our actions. God did not make us to live like that. God only made us to live by the things that is given by the Lord. God made everything according to His perfection, but not, not the human being. Even He blowed His, his life to, with, to, into, into uh, a human being uh, as a living, living psych, psyche. As a living, living soul. And why, why did God made us to live as a living, living soul? It means that God wants to tell us that uh, without relying on me, you, you will have to live um, relying on your own thoughts. So in the world, people think that it is the most sophisticated things to live by your own, own reason and rationality. So we need, to, we need to receive the Holy Spirit and we need to become a living pneuma instead of living a psych. So God created us as a being who cannot live without, without relying Him. So according to the law of the creation, we cannot live without Him. The most tra uh, tragic life of most tragic life is the life that lives according to His own thoughts. The most tragic person is not the one who 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 fails during during in, in school, but the ones who live according to their own thoughts. Uh, Chinese people who are so used to Confucianism, probably it's difficult for you to believe in this, right? God did not create us to live by our thoughts. That's Hellenistic way to live. Our thoughts are only determined by God. We should be spiritual beings. So living by your thoughts is the most tragic thing. So our Chinese brothers and sisters must, must remember this. You need to be revolutionized through your three weeks staying in, in, in Korea. So, so second di dimension is ruled by the third dimension. The spiritual world will will rule all those three dimensional So if you do not live by the spirit, you are being plundered by enemies. Until when? Until when? Until you realize that that you 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 don't have anything in your life before your death. You need to realize now. So spiritual world cannot be manipulated by your your flesh or your thoughts. Amen. So so that's why uh, getting rid of your thoughts every day is so important. So you need to kill daily uh, the action that you are taking through your your thoughts. 
there, that's where um, God's glory is being determined. This is something that I've been proclaiming, all, emphasizing all three, 33 years of, of my, my spiritual life. Do not be lazy. Do not be lazy spiritually on killing yourself. Why? Because God did not create us like this. So let's continue. Um, verse 16. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ. So we are believing that Christ, uh, the, uh, believing that Jesus has become Christ. Christ Jesus. Uh, why, why is Paul using these terms differently? Sometimes he uses the term Jesus Christ, sometimes he uses the term Christ Jesus. Why? Not because he intends to do that, but, but because Paul is meeting Jesus dynamically. He's meeting um, Triumph God dynamically. So he's talking about this relationship. When he's saying Jesus Christ, what does that mean? It means that he's meeting the Christ, Christ through the characteristic that Jesus has become the Christ through the life that he used to live on this earth as a human being. And this must be a spiritual status that Paul is meeting Jesus Christ through this uh, um, sins that he committed in his life. So he first met Jesus Christ as a human Jesus. And he is in the relationship with, with Jesus Christ. And when Paul is saying Christ Jesus, this is a status that he is meeting Jesus Christ in this royal authority. So he's saying this, this royal being, is his name is Jesus. So the one who has this, this uh, royal authority, he is Jesus. That's what Paul is saying. That's why he's saying Christ Jesus. So when he's just saying Christ, it means that he's keep receiving the authority of a king. So that's why he's calling him in different names. It's not like he, he feels like calling him Jesus Christ at this time. He wants to call him Christ Jesus. No. But many times we call him according to, according to the name that we want to call him at the moment, right? But you should be able to call him in the right way that Holy Spirit wants to um, address him. So when you are praying in the right way, Holy Spirit will make you pray like, Oh, oh Lord Almighty. Then it means that you are meeting uh, this almighty characteristic of the Lord. So when this amazing, almighty authority of the Lord is being proclaimed in you, then, then you will be able to proclaim the Lord's name like that. Just in Costa Rica, there was this sister, uh, in Honduras, there was this sister whose whole, or, or a brother or sister, I don't remember, but his whole leg was, um, uh, 
was fractured and could not work. But I commanded in the name of Jesus, um, all those fractures uh, be healed. And and I was meeting the Creator God at that moment, who creates out of nothing. So when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. His name will not be called coincidentally, so you need to meet meet them in the right way. That's how Paul is meeting him at this moment. So, in the early churches, when people were meeting 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 God, um, they they name him in these different uh, prepositions. So toward God, they only use pros. So there's no like no words such as pros Jesus. No. So with with Jesus, they use these uh, prepositions shin. So all these early church members, they were meeting, meeting God, the triumph God in dynamic relationship. I abide in you, you abide in me. In these amazing dynamic relationships. So tonight it's the same. Paul, Paul is meeting some kind of characteristic of Jesus Christ. So he's saying, so we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. And so here is given the royal authority through Christ Jesus. In current translation, it says, um, because we know and because we believe in Jesus Christ. So the verb we know, uh, the, the verb know appears in the beginning. Know that a person is not justified by the words of the law. Um, but the verb knowing is related to knowing Jesus Christ in Korean translation. But anyways, in spiritual spiritual formula, you need to first believe before you know, right? Before you understand. In Greek translation, how how is it being described here? How is it being described here? So in Greek translation appears the term, the verb know is appearing first. So sometimes Paul uh, changes the, the uh, arrangements. It's not because he does not know about this, but because he wants to emphasize about something. But first, you need to you need to believe before you know in spiritual uh, law. You need to first believe. So leave your um, father's homeland, then you will be able to know where you're heading. So this is a, a very important spiritual matter. Whether you will live according to Hellenistic, Hellenistic ways or uh, Hebraic ways. Whether you will live by the world, whether you will live by, by the kingdom of God. But the way of God is believing before you know something. Our Chinese brothers, it is, uh, you guys are more familiar uh, with this method of Confucianism, right? Uh, understanding before you believing in something. Right? But, but first you need to believe, then God will let you know. 
So it is not by the law that we are being justified, but because of Jesus Christ. So through this system that we will be able to know after we believe, we will learn this lifestyle of believing first and to learn through the Lord. So first of all, the most important thing that you need to have is to have faith. So do not let your thoughts go before your faith. Do not let your power go before your faith. According to uh, the concept of Galatians, so first you need to uh, accept the righteousness through faith, you need to accept the blessing through the faith, then, then within the faith all the revelation will be revealed. So the core of your life should be, should be, should be beginning with, with faith and righteousness. So the status that you are receiving the righteousness and asking for the power in that status, then the power will not be activated. And asking for the authority, authority can never come. So, so it must be done through faith always. A faith, I will cover about that in, in chapter 3. So the important thing is that faith is present. So you need to believe in that first. Faith is uh, never being built by my own effort or my deeds. Uh, in Ephesians 2, it says, faith is a gift. So that's important. So never forget about that. Faith is a gift. So those who believe that faith is a gift, wants to sustain the status of emptying himself. He will not grab or hold on to anything. Do not rely on to anything. He does not rely or possess anything. He does not uh, rely on something that he sees. But instead, he only relies, relies on to the Lord. So he wants to sustain the status that emptying himself. So for example, I, I am not so much informed about a computer. Let's say, let's say a million people uh, tries to log into one website to one server, then, then you get slowed down, right? The internet gets slowed down, right? I'm, I'm not a professional, so I cannot explain well because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so familiar with computers. And while I was um, searching for something, uh, I was struggling. So I asked for sisters to come and help me. And, and she, she, even though she was not so familiar with it either, she, she was uh, rebuking me. Why don't you know this so so well? But anyways, but anyways, I, I sort of know how it works. So let's say uh, a million people tries to log into a website. Whether it gets slowed down, either it gets slowed down or it gets mal malfunctioned. It gets, it stops. Why? Because, because million people are not emptying themselves. 
in order to restore the fast speed of the website, you need to get rid of that million people, right? <laughs> then, then you will be able to restore that fast speed. It's the same. Living by God with faith, it is all about emptying yourself. Then you will be able to um, agile in your faith. Not only the good things, but also the bad things. Whenever everything comes in, uh, when you receive everything by faith, let's say you are in pain. But if you try to accept all those situations by faith, then all those situations will turn into God's direction. Even before the death, even the situations of death, if you receive that situation by faith, then it will go into God's flow. So even during the storm, you will be able to uh, fall into sleep. This is all the method of life that you are um, having the faith. You are putting the faith in the first place. But, but when you try to live by your, your own experience, your possession, your own power, your own schedule, then, then it does not work. So you need to empty all those stuff. But when you have begin to live under the relationship with the Lord, then you will be able to enter into the Sabbath of faith. You have God's faith. And when you ask for the mountain to be thrown into the sea, and if you do not have any doubt, then it will be done according to your faith. When you ask everything in faith, I will do according to your, your uh, I will do whatever you ask. How tremendous is that promise? Amen. So, so if you are trying to live by the work of the law, your life will be very traumatic. If you are trying to live by your own strength, you are supposed to be uh, living through the faith. But because you are keeps trying to storing something in your in your life, then it, it will end. It will stop something. It will. You will end up being stopped. Just like this foolish rich man trying to store up in your storage, boasting and uh, just, you know, drumming your belly, saying, oh, my soul. But, but, uh, but your spirit never be, be filled by, by those uh, materialistic things, right? God will visit you, say, if I take your spirit tonight, then what, what kind of meaning would your possessions would have? So you need to empty yourself. So we need to continue to empty ourselves. And living by your work, it means that you are trying to make your spirits to be stopped. Then, then you will be burdened by your works and you will be pressured. So what does it say? There is no... Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. So through Sarks, through Sarks, through the works of the law, no one can be justified. According to Romans chapter 6 and 7, uh, law itself is a good thing. Why? Because it is something that is given by God. 
But this good thing cannot uh, function as a good thing. Why? Because this law is being done by sarks. So living by your flesh, it means that nothing will become good. So to a person who is living by flesh, if you give money to him, 100%, I will guarantee you, he will be ruined because of that money. And if you live by your flesh and if that person has a smart brain, he will be ruined because of that uh, smart, smart brain. So if you live by your own flesh, nothing will be beneficial to you. Of course, it might seem that it is beneficial to you in a short term, but but at the end time of your life, you will realize it has become a, it, it was a loss in your life. So you need to maintain the new self status. That's a secret, and that's the only way to make your life glorious. Believe in that. Do not be lazy on dying to yourself, dying to your flesh. So hating oneself, it means that hating your own sarks. So hating one, <laughs> hating yourself, does it mean that you you need to curse yourself? Oh, I hate you. No. Instead, you need to uh, be able to hate your old self. That old self can never bring any benefit to you. Amen. So you need to die to your flesh. So, are you eating the word well? As I see my beloved daughters smiling, it seems like they are receiving the words well. Eji? Amen. Let's continue. Let's move to verse 17. Lord, I will not be bound. I will not be bound uh, by by the limitation of time because I have Chuseok conference. I can I can finish later. If we if we cannot finish Galatians during this conference, we will we will finish later. Anyways, verse 17. We are keep looking at the concept of righteousness. So so Paul is keep comparing the law and the righteousness. Paul's letters are our letters, but, but but Paul is not just describing some sort of theory or methods, but instead he's describing of his spiritual experiences. He's describing of reality. So what what Paul is saying should not be sound as a mere theory to you. So. So this, this work of the law is having a clash against this grace. So through grace, you need to receive the righteousness and, and you need to experience these clashes between your righteousness and your, your fleshly deeds. And Paul is keep meeting Jesus Christ through this, this process. And 
When I was being trained by the Lord through my prayer, God made me pray only by the, the Word of God itself. When I was praying um, through the book of the Gospel of John, He made me to go through chapter 1 to chapter 20, 21. And this revelation of the Gospel of John was key being circulated within me. And I was able to experience these spiritual experiences within me. And for example, in chapter 18 of the Gospel of John, <laughs> or is it first one? Anyways, uh, just like that, when the Holy Spirit is indwelling in my tabernacle, when I was reading that verse, uh, that was circulating in me, and God led me to Second Corinthians. And then he led me to 2 Corinthians 6.19 or 1 Corinthians 6.19 and he led me to Psalms 150 when, when David was singing under the tabernacle and the tabernacle was holy of holies and, and while he was singing all the angels who were around the universe gathered together and singing with me and his authority was being manifested next to him and that's how I was being trained and this is how I am preaching right now I'm going from Genesis to Revelations to Psalms, Proverbs just like that this word is keep being circulated and that's how you should eat Galatians like in Galatians Paul is saying like that too that's how Paul is speaking that's how I'm preaching too right I'm going here and there because the word is keep being circulated amen this is not a theory verse 17 but if in seeking to be justified in, among, uh, in Christ we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin absolutely not what does it mean as I said in the morning so whatever is being written in, in the New Testament it has a, a connotation of old self and the new self so if you if you do not uh, acknowledge the old self and new 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 self, you cannot. It is uh, so difficult to interpret this. First John, first John. Those who are being born by by God will will not commit sin anymore. Who is the one who is being born by by God? It's a new self, because a new self does not have any system to commit a sin. So if you maintain the new self, then you will never you will never commit sin anymore. But why do you commit sin? It's because you are living by this old self who has a system to commit sin. So this is matter of a being. So what kind of being are you choosing to choosing to live? So even though you are listening to the sermon right now, the listening itself does not matter. But what matters to you is whether through whom are you listening to, through the new self or through the old self. Only through the new self, it will be beneficial to you. Is it being activated in you? I'm getting excited, but it seems like you are dozing off. Do not doze off.
So just as the word is being circulated within me and it is being proclaimed, and as you guys listen to this word, and as you listen to that by faith, this word will meet the word within you, and they will meet together and they will circulate. So when one revelation is being present, uh, ten revelations will will be unfold unfolded within you. So our pastors will bring this one revelation to 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 be unraveled in your own, own churches. <laughs> so this is the difficulties of pastors. Whenever you listen to something, you will be like, "Oh, I will bring that to my church and I will I will preach on this Sunday." Right? Are you listening to my translation? Okay. So why why do you commit sin after receiving this righteousness? Because you chose to live by your own self. That that old self make you commit sin. So if you do not have this acknowledgement of the old self and new self, you cannot understand this. You cannot uh, interpret this. So through new self, you are being uh, you you receive the righteousness. You are being justified. But but because you live through your old self, that you have committed sin. So in verse 17, Christ does not promote sin. The only relationship that God has is with the new self. God does not have any relationship to the old self. And of course, you need to be, you need to be, uh, you need to know that the new self is not this imagine uh, out of your imagination. You need to know that this is a reality. And when you become a one perfected being, it's only being done when kingdom of God comes toward uh, come into this world. So until then, you need to continue to be, go before the throne of grace. And why did God allow this old self to still exist in you after you were being born again? 
It's a matter of yourself being united to the old self and to the new self. But why did God allow you to be united to the old self? So when you are being born again, you were a uh, your identical um, and, and God wants you to be turned to a practical righteous. And God wants you to walk step by step with the Holy Spirit, killing the old self to become a practical righteous. So everything that God has done is for our benefits. All our enemies were defeated completely on the cross, but, but why didn't God be, uh, begin His judgment right away? Because all the victories were, were done by Jesus Christ, and God has given all those victories to us. It's not, uh, we, were not, we did not defeat all our enemies by ourselves, right? But God wants us to experience that victory by ourselves. So He wants us to crown us when, when we go to His kingdom. The reason why, so the reason why these enemies exist is for our benefits, for our complete victory. So without these enemies, where do we get rid of our stress? Where will we relieve our stress to? To whom will we relieve our stress to? So because you are not relieving your stress to the enemies, you are relieving your stress to your husband, to your wife. So you need to relieve your stress to the enemies. God is such an amazing person, right? He's so considerate that He wants us to get rid of all our stress through relieving it to the enemies. So you need to know why these enemies are always so mad. What a pitiful being, being, being used by our God until their judgment. So let's continue talking about the old self and new self. Verse 18. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. So here appears I three times. All three eyes are different, different eyes. In Chinese translation, only once appear. So in Korean translation and, and in English translation, the word I appears three times. And we talked about this in Romans chapter 7. Romans 7. There appears lots of eyes. But they are not, not the same eyes. This is about old self and the new selves. So here, um, the first eye that appears, if I rebuild, it means that, it means that uh, what I destroyed, it means that he has destroyed the law. But the one who is rebuilding, it means that I am reuniting with the old self in order to reveal that, that, that law. So when I reunite with the old self, um, the law that has been destroyed is being rebuilt. So just as I said in the morning, the self is the one who has died. But if you continue to accept the old self, the sin will be revived and the law will be revived too. It will be resurrected. So if you keep entering into the fullness of the Holy Spirit, this is something 
something that I will cover later. But you will be able to notice that there's a severe warfare that is taking place within you. So through this process, as you as you experience the maturity of your spirituality, and as this battle is becoming 50-50 uh, between the old self and new self. Uh, it, mean, it means that you are you're doing well. But if you're not living by the Holy Spirit, you will never understand uh, what is what is going on within you. So you might think that, oh, if I feel good, then you are good, you are a new self. If I'm not feeling good, you are all self. So if you are being able to notice that that you are having a severe warfare in you, then it means that you are having a good spirituality. So you need to be able to uh, notice a clear difference between the law and the grace. And those, there are some of you who still do not know the difference between the grace and the law because you lived so many uh, time, so much time in your life in the law. But you need to understand this, this is a very practical reality in your life that is taking place. So when, when the law is being rebuilt, Paul is sensing this. Paul is sensing his strength is being resurrected in him. Rearising this old self. So he, he was alerted. Why? Because the law is being resurrected. He is sensing his sin being resurrected at the same time. So this is a reality that is taking place. And then I really would be a lawbreaker. So who is I here? This is the 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 the, the I himself, the Paul himself. Oh no, never mind. This is the old self. This is the old self. So does it mean that I'm becoming a lawbreaker or a sinner? No. You are still, you are still a righteous person. Of course, wherever I go around the world, I emphasize this. But you should be able to uh, read the Bible in the original language, in, in Greek and in Hebrews, because, because there are lots of errors in the translations in, in many different languages, especially in Chinese. And 
and there are lots of um, words that are disappeared from the translation. So you need to be able to read, read the Bible in the original language. So anyways, so the one who is making oneself a sinner is not himself. It's the old self that is trying to reuniting with you that makes you a sinner. But still, you are. You need to believe. You need to believe that you are the righteous. You are existentially the righteous being. Accurately speaking, when we commit sin, the most dangerous thing is not the sin itself. Sin can always be deleted by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. But the most difficult thing and the most dangerous thing is that is that being deceived and thinking that I became a sinful being. That's the most dangerous thing. Do not lose the fact that you are still the righteous being even though you commit a sin. There are lots of interpretations I will explain later. And, and after you commit sin, if you repent, the list of sin will be deleted. And after a while, the effects and the power of the sin will be disappeared. But in your characteristics, in your starts, the power of the sin is still being stored. So the power is keep remaining in you. And the power can only be taken away when you defeat the spiritual battle within you. And one of the core things that makes you to store that, that power of the sarks is the status that you are doubting yourself as a sinner. So do not misunderstand or do not lose the fact that you are still the righteous being even though you commit a sin. For, for example, for example, you know, let's say if you met a failure, if you meet a failure, the fail itself, the fail itself is not a dangerous thing. People think and misunderstand that failure itself is a dangerous thing. But if you, if you are keep living with the Lord, then how, what kind of a big deal is that failure is? Losing some sort of a money, I mean, what, what? That's not an important thing, right? But people misunderstand what is the important thing. Losing money itself is not an important thing. Thinking that you are a fail, that's a dangerous thing. And choosing the despair, that's where you are strengthening your own ego and your own strength. This is important. You are never a failure. You are just meeting some sort of a mistakes, right? One of the things that I used to say a lot, one of the stories that I used to say a lot, uh, Microsoft, there's uh, this big, big computer, um, computer uh, corporate, IBM, I guess. And the president of IBM, he gave a big amount of money to uh, to, uh, to a person to um, do a project. And this guy, he was keep failing. He, he was keep failing and failing. He failed probably for a thousand times. Or never mind, it was a story of um, Edison, Thomas Edison. 
So he was trying to um, make uh, this rubber, trying to invent this some sort of a rubber. And one of the um, co-workers that he used to work with, he failed many times, numerous times, thousands and thousands of times. And he came to Edison and he said, oh, I failed so many times. But Edison, he, he told that person, hey, what are you talking about? We just discovered uh, thousands and thousands of times uh, um, of methods of not making this rubber. We have discovered this method of not making this rubber. That's how he was able to uh, come up to such a lot of uh, amazing inventions. So your, your failures does not become a problem in your life. Losing some sort of money, losing, losing a lot of money does not become your problem. So our pastors, it's the same. When you look at your pastor ministry, you might despair a lot. This is a dangerous thing. But, but church should not be determined or uh, should not be judged by by the result that you're seeing with your eyes. So that's why I'm I'm always telling to the to the pastors. You should not do your pastor ministry without having a relationship with the Lord. You need to always have this confirmation that I am a servant of the Lord and this is the church of God. So the most dangerous thing is that looking at your reality or the facts and the conditions that you have in your life and condemning yourself. This is the most biggest danger. That's where you're strengthening your old self. And when this is becoming characterized in you and it will bring despair in your life. And that kind of person will keep accept the spirit of defeat. So, so the strength will become stronger and stronger. And the power of despair, the power of despair will get strengthened until until you take away your own own life. This is the most powerful power, right? To take away one's own life. Power of despair. So whatever we do, do not doubt who you are. Then, then God will allow the time of upset, time of, of, of a surprise. I always say that God doesn't want us to um, score a home run, but instead, God wants us to have a nice swing. <laughs> so stiff. <laughs> so make a nice swing. And as you continue to swing, one day you will score a home run. So believe in this. Amen. Let's continue. So old self and new self is so important. And when you commit a sin, this is something that old self has done. 
Then does it mean that old self is not you? No, old self is still you. So that's why we need to repent. The old self will commit sin. The repentance is being done by the new self. Why? Because this old self is still you. So old self commits sin and the repentance is being done by the new self. <laughs> so by after believing Jesus Christ our life became so complicated <laughs> but when when people evangelize they say when you believe in Jesus Christ your life will will be abundant you will your life will be successful right but in reality your life will get complicated even even you receive all these attacks from the enemies but that's too late when you realize that <laughs> all you have to do is to 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 uh, endure you cannot blame the one who evangelized you you cannot blame that that deacon who has evangelized you and frankly speaking he did not he did not deceive you he only told you about this promise that God has given to you he did not describe to you these this process verse 19 uh, for through the law I died to the law So it means that uh, Paul is at the status that he's facing, facing the law. So in Greek word, he's using this, this preposition, dia, which is through, through the law. It means that he's facing this situation that he can solve this situation through his own strength. But he is confessing here that he has died to the law. It means that he is in a new, new self status. He has died to the law. He, uh, he has died to the sin and he is in a new self status. Just like in Romans chapter 7. Because he's facing the law, he's still reacting by the new self. He has died to the law. So look, all the situation is not the problem itself. So we, we should not blame the condition and situation. Let's say you're facing the situation of a despair, but the situation itself is not a problem. But the problem is myself who is choosing that, that status of a despair. Let's say someone is trying to hurt you. It's not the problem that the person who is trying to hurt you, but the problem is that the, the status that you are trying to choose that hurt. So what's the importance? The, the one who is trying to live by the Spirit will not blame someone else. So the problem is not the situation and the condition. So the matter is who is facing these conditions and situations. Amen. So always. So who those who are very well aware of this spiritual system will never hate anyone. Whenever a uh, condition comes or situation happens, he will not blame the conditions or situation. In Book of Ephesians, he says that Paul says that our battle is not on our blood and our flesh. 
the money, all the situations that we see with our eyes, they are not the essence of our battle. The spirit that works behind that situation. So our hope is lie behind our uh, behind the things that are being seen. That's why we have the power to unbind and, and bind all these spiritual things. And when you have the authority to, to bind and unbind all those spiritual things, at least if you fail something, if you meet a failure, you will know what's the reason behind that failure. So because you understand what's the reason behind that failure, you will never experience that failure again, and you will know what to repent about. But if you're trying to live only by the things that you see with your eyes, you will never know what caused you that failure. You will never know the reason behind it. So you need to always live by the things, uh, the spiritual things that are being unseen. So whenever these things are happening to your life, the happening itself is not the matter, but, but the matter is uh, through what self will you react? Will you react through your own experience? No. Or, or will you live through the new self? So these different choices are, are the most important thing that you, you should have in your life. So spiritual power spiritual power is the power that you can choose a new self in every situation so this is spiritual agility those people who do not have spiritual power cannot choose your new self it is easier for those people to choose your own effort to choose your own experience then there comes this complexity but those people who have spiritual power can choose a new self by faith amen when I was in Panama during the conference I went to serve this Sunday service and people who went with me they 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 knew that but the spiritual uh, condition were so dark and it was so tough there were about 300 people who were sitting there and uh, the air conditioning was not working so everyone was just dripping with sweat and people spiritual status were so dark so it was nearly impossible to minister them. But the condition itself did not become a problem to me. And I tried to accept the situation through faith. And the upset came right away through, through the Lord. And the stroke patient, he began, she began running right away. This is spiritual power. Reacting, bringing upset to this spiritual condition. Amen. So, so because I had died to the law, it means that you, you are living in the Lord, in God. You are living in, in the righteousness. Amen. So this must be clear. This must be clear. When you react to the new self in the, uh, through that condition, it does not just end at reacting by the new self, but that new self is meeting God. 
So let's say if you hate a person, but but you postpone your judgment, you choose the righteousness of the Lord, and then all your functions in your spirit is meeting the Lord right away. I'm talking about this human anthropology. But anyways, uh, and God, God will provide a power to me in order to love that person. And then I will not hate that person, but instead I will love that person. So then you will, you will be able to realize what the reason that made me hate that person is. Oh, it's because of my hurt, because of this spiritual wound. This is all possible through the new self. So through all these different cases in your life, in these different conditions and situations, you should be able to live, um, you should be able to meet God. And imagine all this spiritual power is being stored in your, in your, in your every situation of your life. So living person, a living being, living being, um, his identity is being determined by what, what you are choosing through every situation of your life. So in every moment, in every moment, it's either you are receiving a good thing or a bad thing. And in, at this moment, even when you are listening to the word of God, there are some of you who are choosing the despair. You, there are some of you who are thinking, oh, then what's the conclusion? What are you trying to say to me? But the ones who are receiving through the grace, you are like, oh, this is faith. This is grace. This is a breakthrough. This is victory. Then this will create a work of victory in you. Verse 20. So, uh, in Greek original language, uh, I have been crucified with Christ is connected to verse 19. But anyways, so the reason why I am being alive with God is because I have been crucified with, uh, at the cross with the Lord. When Jesus was crucified at the cross, because he died for my sins, I am not being separated from him. And because I was crucified with him, it means that my old self has been crucified on the cross with the Lord. So it means that my old self has died. So that's why I'm a being that is living by God. I'm living in a new self. Amen? You need to be able to believe this letter by letter. I am crucified with the Lord. Uh, we will cover that in, in chapter 3 later. Paul is not describing about cross, about cross completely in book of Galatians. And he said, I have nothing else to boast about but the cross. Because cross is the foundation of every grace, we, we need to cover about this cross later. So I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. It means that I have been reborn as a new being. So what should my lifestyle be like? It means that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So the one who has been born again in Christ cannot live by himself. This is something I said in the first day. He will live for you. Your content of your life is not being filled by yourself, but being filled by God. 
He's the one. He's living for you. The content of your life is being filled by him. Being is being written by him. He's filling with you with the best things. Just like Psalms 25, he already knows what I'm about to choose. The path I'm about to choose. Just like Joseph, when you walk through the path according to his will, he will, uh, he will build your life according to the best things. So if you have hurt, it's difficult. If you have binding, it's difficult. If you live by the old self, it is difficult to live by him. But if you continue to live by your new self, then God will use the best scenario to lead your life. Amen? You need to examine whether your life is on that best scenario or not. This is important. So your life is not about you living yourself, but, but Him living through you. So those of you who are believing in this will be able to um, consider Holy Spirit the most precious. He will not limit limit the Holy Spirit. He will not deceive Him. He will He will um, cherish Him. He will He will respect Him. Then the Holy Spirit will begin to lead you, and then He will allow the Christ to live in you, which means that King will live in you and He will rule in you. So you should allow the king to live in you and to rule in you. But if you begin to live by yourself, then you will you will live like a beggar. Then nothing will be nothing will uh, be be um, abundant in you. No matter how long you are attending the church, no matter how nice you are trying to live religiously, your your thoughts will bind your life. Completely, you should let God to live live your life. You should completely let the Holy Spirit to lead your life. How gracious this is! It's not me who is living; it's the King who is who is leading my life. Oh, oh, the King! So, because the King is living in me, because the King is ruling in me. All the method of my life is in the king's scale. It's, it's in king's quality. All the contents and the color of my life is in his scale, in his, his um, quality. That's the evidence that Christ is living for you. Amen. Hallelujah. So the life I now live in the body, it means that he's, uh, even though you're living in a new self, you still have the body, right? But the life in Christ, even though you have the body, the body will not be a problem to your life. Rather, you will live killing, dying to your own body. So the body itself is not the problem. Because ultimately, you will be separated from your body when Jesus comes. So our goal is to, to proclaim the victory every day against the Sarks. So what matters to us is that 
is that living by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In, in, in Greek, in Greek, it was written in genitive, so, so it's faith of the Son. He has died, died on cross for me. He lived in the love of God for us so that he gave up everything in order to make us uh, rich. And through faith of a son, God allowed everything to us. That's the faith of a son. And by believing in that worthiness, God has crucified himself on the cross. So we, we see faith of God in the Bible, right? What's faith of God? You have God's faith. Um, when you believe um, for the mountain to be thrown into the sea, this is God's faith. And in Romans chapter 4, God's faith is a faith that creates nothing, uh, creates everything from nothing. And the faith um, that raised the death, uh, raised, the, raised the life from the death. And we have son's faith. The son is the one who has died on the cross believing in all this dignity and worthiness that will be given through him. And believing in that, he has died on the cross after fulfilling everything. So, so Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will give you the faith to confirm that faith in you, the son's faith and the father's faith. So we will talk about that faith in Galatians chapter 5. Now let's just uh, eat the appetizer tonight and then we will cover that later. But the Holy Spirit will confirm that faith. Amen. So only thing that you need in your life is the faith. So when you look at uh, the translator, you need to look through him, uh, through faith. When I first met her, she had such a strong uh, rejection in her. And she had a strong rebellion. She rebelled a lot. She met a good husband that she was able to reach this place. So let's continue. Verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God. So all this gift of God is only being given when you receive that grace. And accurately speaking, all this faith is, is his gift. So do not set aside the grace. In Mark chapter 4, when you say, oh, I have grace now, so I don't need this anymore, then it will, the thing that you already have will be taken away too. So you need to continue to accept this grace and receive this grace. In Hebrews 16, the core reason why you need to go before the throne of grace is to receive the grace that, that um, receive the grace and the mercy that is needed for you every, every moment. So when you go before the throne of grace, the grace will be poured limitlessly. 
and within that grace, uh, within that grace, exists God's life, which is God's mercy. And when I was um, when I was preaching in this morning, I sensed God's mercy so much, and I felt so unfair against these enemies because of these attacks that they poured to the Zoe Minister churches. But because of God's mercy that I sense. I was like, Lord, why are you pouring this mercy so much that, that my make makeup is getting ruined because of my tear? Lord, how can you make me cry so much like this? Why? Because I sense his grace falling down from his grace, uh, throne. And it is not being limited. Uh, be, uh, it is not being limited by the time and the place. Anytime, anywhere, God allowed this mercy to be poured to me. Even now, I'm sensing this mercy. Anyways, um, so do not, do not set aside the grace. Amen. We've been talking about grace for a long time, but from chapter five, we will talk more deeply about about grace. In Galatians 5:4, you have been fallen away from grace. This is such a fearful thing, fearful word. In order for your life to enter into God's beauty, you need to be open toward God's grace. But this is impossible if you live by the world. When this amount of grace is getting bigger and bigger in you, then, then you will know, you will understand what it means to not live by your own strength. That time will come. How long will it take? I don't know. It depends. Uh, it's different from from people to people, uh, person to person. But you will you will be able to understand. Oh, this is what it means to live by His grace. And when this grace is full, in one day you will you will sense this abundance of God's grace and His comfort. So you don't have to ask for ask for for the Lord saying, Lord, give me this. No, there's no need for you to say that. That's not being limited to myself, but to all of those who who are living by God. But why is this being limited? Because your own thoughts are being uh, your own thoughts are too strong. And all my life with the Lord, there was only one thing that I confessed to the Lord. God, you are so amazing. You're so awesome. There was only thing, uh, this is the only thing that I confessed to him. <laughs> She's such an excellent translator, being able to translate English to Chinese. Such a difficult English. But what an amazing thing, right? 
God is an amazing God. And because of His Excellency, I was being changed. I have been changed. And there was this place, uh, this, this shop that used to sell the tires for the car. And there was the sign that said, the cheapest price ever since the Korean War. The cheapest price that you will find since Korean War. It means that the price is so cheap. And then later, I, went, I visited the place and they changed the sign saying that there is no manager. There is no manager. So it means that I can sell you at any price. So living with God is such an uh, unbelievable thing. So if you begin receiving His grace, you will know what it means that God's life is life with God is an unbelievable thing. You don't know how delicate He is. He's so sensitive, so delicate. For example, I want I want 101 at least at least he gives me 100 times more. That's his skill. That's his his amazement. This this will take place if you begin living by God's grace. Look at Yeolbang Church. How is it possible for a small church like Yeolbang Church to minister all around the world? And this amazement will become greater and greater. And God is crazy about us, then He does not spare anything to us. We need to begin looking for, for a proper uh, land to construct a new building because because we need at least a building to to uh, accommodate 500 people at once we need a building as big as that God is uh, still doing, using us through all these limitations. But so do not, do not, do not doubt. Those of you who doubted, repent. You doubted, right, Elder, Elder Che? So do not doubt. Let's continue. Do not set aside the grace. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, so Paul is like challenging the people. Hey, try to live by the law. Try to fulfill the righteous through the law. So he's trying to say it is impossible. The word itself is a fearful thing. If there is no meaning for you to live the life that is given as a gift to you, then then Christ would did not have to die on a cross. It, it would have been meaningless for him to die on a cross. 
the, so the crucifixion and the cross was open to us because he wanted us to live the life that he wants us to live. So if we do not live by his grace, what does that mean? It means that it means that you are nullifying the cross. You are you are making the cross as nothing. So cross and crucifixion is not a simple event. It's not a solitary uh, Jewish young adult uh, be uh, dying on a cross. It's an event opening, opening the life toward the humankind, the mankind. I talk about this in the book of Hebrews. God opened us a new order, and the life only can be become beautiful through that new order. And through a cross, God opened us a new life. It is restoring the creation into its original state, the mankind to its original creation, in order to have a relationship, in order to provide the mankind his life. But if you are trying to live by yourself, it means that you are trying to nullify the cross. So you need to be at least acknowledge this. If, if I'm trying to live by the law, if I'm trying to live by my own strength, it means that I'm trying to make, make the crucifixion invalid. invalid. It is like confessing the Lord, Lord, I don't need cross. So this is not a small thing. Uh, chapter 3, verse 1, Paul is saying, Before your eyes, Jesus Christ was very clearly portrayed as crucified. It means that crucifixion is drawing to you every single day. Just like soteriology in, in the Gospel of John uh, or First John, God is keep drawing near continuously. Amen. So we need to pray. So let's let's pray. I should have finished, but we still have lots of time to finish later. We have choose a conference too. I guess you have covered enough. Let's let's pray. Do not do not go back home early. Experience God's anointing, and please, please experience your own strength being emptied from you. You need to experience grace. Oh, this is grace. This is God's scale. Amen. Good God. God is so good. Lord, we thank you. God, you are such a loving God. You are beyond our understanding. Let this brother receive amazing grace and love. Lord, we thank you. We love you. Let us love you only. Let us have you everything. Uh, let us have you as everything of our life. 
Let our will, let our heart be turned to you only. Do not let us live a foolish life, setting aside the grace away from us. Lord, let this crucifixion draw near to us every day. Lord, let you be drawn near to us as a glory. Lord, as we pray, let us experience ourselves um, going before the throne of grace. Lord, before your throne of grace, let us um, feel your mercy pouring down like a waterfall. Let all characters of our life, Lord, be soaked into your mercy. Lord, let our bindings be unbind. Lord, let our, our um, stubbornness uh, be solved. All my lifestyle of the legalism, Lord, let them be destroyed. Completely, Lord, work upon us, among us. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, let an amazing prayer uh, be, be, be manifested among us. Lord, let us enter into a deep presence. Let us pass beyond all our limitations, our time, our health, our flesh. Lord, bless us. Lord, as we pray, Lord, let all these chains that has been hooked by the enemies, Lord, let them be cut off. All the unbelief, all the legalism, all dirty whispers of Jezebel. Lord, let them be destroyed completely. Hallelujah, Father. Let's pray.